Hello, welcome to the Hello. Hot Podcast. Evening. Mm-hmm. Very happy, actually. <laughs> well, those told Mr. Tumble vibes, but... Oh, yeah, I would have thought your, your intro wouldn't have been very happy this week. Definitely fine, mate. Um, but the simple fact, it's been a bit of a rough week for Liverpool fans, isn't it? No, I don't know, we won one out of two this week, I'm very happy. I think Darren should probably, probably tell us why it's been a bit of a rough week for Liverpool fans. This is the first time this fucking century we've actually won a game in Anfield. And uh, and what does that mean, Darren? Merseyside is blue. Merseyside is blue, George. Don't think it is, but I'll let him have his moment. <laughs> um, I watched the game. There was a lot of talking points from that game, weren't there? Just a couple. Um, I mean, let's go straight in with the obvious one. Um, I'm is that... better than Thiago. Yeah, I know. Um, How's that defending working? How's that new defence working in your uh, in your eyes, George? Mate, it's too late in the season. It's going to take it for Kabak to settle and that never new lad to come and actually play and settle. It's going to be March at least before they're settled and ready. It, it, the board got them in too late. They said they backed him. They left until deadline day. Yeah, I was um, I was having this argument with a couple of fans the other day actually. Um, are you? Yeah, we'll go back to the Arsenal game, uh, the, uh, the Everton game in a sec. Um, are you happy with the centre halves you brought in in January? The the Kabak thing made sense because he wanted Kabak in the summer um, as a long term thing. You know, he wanted to develop him because he's got good potential. Kabak. That's the biggest problem now. They bring him in and they expect him to be the stopgap now. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's um. So the way I look at it is like I don't think Kabak was a bad signing by any stretch of the imagination. I think for the future, he looks like he could be a decent little player. Decent 100%. signing. But do I think it was the right time to bring him in? Maybe, maybe. Um, you know, he's going to get a lot of experience. He's, he's like, There's no doubt he's going to improve. Uh, you probably will make it a permanent. Um, but you needed to sign for right now and you've signed for four years' time. Um it's the issue I have because uh, I don't mind the look of that Davis lad from Preston. There's only so much, no offence to the lad, and I'm, sh- I'm sure he's watching. Um, no, <laughs> but I, you know, there's, there's only so much a fan can expect by signing someone from the championship. Yeah, now, yeah he, could co- he, he could come in and be the best centre-back in the league for all we know. Nobody has a clear how it's going to work. But he, we all know the obvious, it's going to take him a long time to settle playing Premier League style of football. It's obvious. So if it was me, I would have brought in Kabak still on the loan with the option to permit if he wanted it because he did want him in the summer. Yeah. And then I would have gone out, gone out and just got someone experienced of, you know, from any of the other leagues, you know, a 30, 30-year-old centre-back on a, you know, a one-and-a-half-year deal. So you have him as cover next season, half a season this year. And and then you just work with him for now and just wait for the the reinforcements to come back. So I was saying this to, to my... um to these guys and they, they looked at me like I was mad I think the perfect signing for you this January would have been Skodran Mustafi from Arsenal oh, now Socrates. hear me out hear me out I would have per- I would have per- or I would have Socrates, Socrates. Yeah. one Socrates of the two would have been my option. they both went on a free you know look you could, like, um, well look what's his name um, Mustafi bring him in on loan to the end of the season his contract's done at Arsenal 
He is an experienced centre-half. He's played in the Premier League. He knows the league. All right, granted, he's got a mistake in him, but Jesus Christ, he's, he's a bit of stability back there and it saves you playing two centre-mids. The, the thing with Mustafi, the only reason why he left this summer from Arsenal, although he went to Schalke, because Schalke pushed through with a deal because we got Kabak off them. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, the Kabak deal was very um, reliant on the Mustafi deal going yeah. through. Yeah, I, I get that. Um, but that's, that's why I said I think Kabak would have been a better signing in the summer. Than, than maybe now. I get I get that he's going to get more experience. He's going to get more game time now, which, you know, that's obviously a positive. Well, originally, it did come out once Socrates terminated his contract at Arsenal that Liverpool had approached him, had contacted him, but the approach went no further than contact. So clearly they weren't happy with going with him. Um, well, I think that year, personally... Klopp like, has worked with him before, though. Yeah, Dortmund, so, yeah. Um... Like in my eyes, that would have been a smarter signing than a 25-year-old from Preston. Like, listen, yeah, th- no, I might I end it. up eating my words. He might turn out to be a really good signing, a really solid player. Yeah, it could because be, it's happened before. Him, yeah. Defenders have come up from the championship and just settled in straight away. It's happened. It's it's like it's not stupid to think that could happen. He's not playing. I don't know what he's like, but it's a gamble. And I think the safer bet would have been to go for one of them Arsenal centre backs or someone similar to that. That's sort of similar. Stature and similar sort of experience. Similar. I'd have gone with similar because for me, I don't want to be horrible. And again, I'm sorry, Shoftron and, uh, you know, Papa, if you're listening. I think they have been two of the worst centre-backs in the Premier League for the last three or four years, especially for Arsenal. They have been absolutely dreadful. I mean, Mustafi, when he first came, was all right. Uh, he sort he of awesome. went down the pan after that, like. But Barcelona they, were after him, weren't they? In this, uh, although I don't know if they actually were, but that Fabrizio they, Romano. They, they make... They, they make David Luiz look like their best centre-back. Um, yeah. Which is so always is. a worrying sign. No, nah, I think he's the best, Gabriel. But I like the look of him. I I would have preferred someone experience. I would have gone for, I don't know, you know go and check at Juventus. Is Benucci available? Hey, Mate, I don't think, think you would have got someone, someone like Benucci or someone no, like that. No, but you, you can, there's no harm in inquiring for that level of experience. Go, you know, I know Thiago Silva, you know, someone of that calibre. I know he went to Chelsea, yeah. which is, you know, but... I think... I mean, but the, another argument that to play devil's advocate, um, a lot of clubs are a bit reluctant to sell in January. Yeah. And um, I think, I, I mean, regardless, if you were to have gone for a centre-back with a bit more experience, you would have been paying out of your ass for it. Like you, they would have mm-hmm. been like, oh, Liverpool want this centre-half. We value them at 20 mil. They really need a centre-half. 45 mil. You know, it's supply and demand. It? As well. It's not easy to replace at the moment as well with the, with the pandemic not. as well. It's, it's e- even harder, but... I was happy they bring in some level of cover. It wasn't the cover that bothered me. It was the timing. That could have been done start of January and everyone's ready by that, about, right about mid-February. Hmm. But those two aren't going to be settled until yeah. early March. Listen, I don't think Kabak looks like a bad player. I've said this before. I don't think he looks like He's a bad player. He's been hit and miss. In Granted, against Everton, he was poor. In the air, he was very poor against Everton. On the floor, he was good. Um, um, I, I don't think you can say he had a particularly good game against Everton. No, he, he's average. Um, at but best. then again, mate, I don't think you can say any player on the pitch if you had a good game. There, there was a couple who had a good game for us who tried. There weren't many. The forward three were some of our worst players on the pitch. Um, I think I think Tom Davis had another good game again. Like he's looking, he's looking really impressive. I think the only criticism I can have of Everton that game Scott is um, Andre Gomez looked a bit. Uh, 
that's a bit dodgy. He was look, he looked sloppy in possession. They give the ball away a lot. First and I think with Andrew Gomez, is he hasn't been the same since his broken ankle. Yeah, he's very up and down, isn't he, Gomez? Like, Which I can't really fault him for because obviously when you have an injury like that, you have I mean, more luck than to go into challenges, you know. And do... Oh yeah, definitely. You lose, the it, only... you lose a yard, don't you? Let's he's look at you. Luke... Go, go on. on, sorry. Hey, look at Luke Shaw for example. Broken yeah. leg, and it's taken him realistically until this season to find that form again. Oh, it takes think, it's, it's the confidence aspect of it. It's the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah, it plays a part as well, mate. Definitely. I, f- I think the thing with Gomez this season has been up and down. Like some games just seems like oh, he's had an amazing game, and other games, you know, it's just hot and cold of him this season. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's a way with a lot of players though. Um, after a big injury, like yeah. I've, I got no doubt that probably not Van Dyke because he's a superhuman, but Gomez when he comes back from his big injury, he'll um, struggle. I imagine he'll struggle. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if Van Dyke lost the yard of pace. Um, no, but I, 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 they both will with those type of injuries. But I back Van Dyke's experience more to use that to his advantage to play. Oh yeah, massively. Yeah, different. yeah. How um, old is Van Dyke? 28, 29? He's about 29 yeah, around, now, isn't he? About around that area. Yeah, he's probably yeah. got about. I'll probably say about three seasons left at the top. Oh, don't um, be <laughs> So. Also, there was an injury in that game for you, George, which means the yeah, injury shock. pressure uh, is piling on Liverpool again. <laughs> yeah, um, shock. I think shock. I think behind Van Dyke, this is the injury you didn't want, isn't it? He was, regardless of people think about the talent of our squad, he was our best player last season in the title winning season. Yeah, mate, I think he's he's so, so... He, like, Jordan Henderson is not a technically good footballer. He's better technically what people make him out to be, though. Yeah, but like in terms of the players in your team, he's not a technically good footballer. And on paper, in that team, he's not really like he's, oh, he's no, replaceable. Exactly. He's not the in the league, mate, technically. Is Paul Pogba with his technical ability better than Penderson? Yes. Is Thiago better? Yes. Is De Bruyne better? Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Jordan Henderson is so, so, so vitally important to that Liverpool team. He's, I, like, in my opinion, I think Jordan Henderson's the best captain in the league. Um, yeah. Um, Someone had to say it, and it wasn't me. Mate, I, I got no, I got no qualms praising him. Like I don't particularly like him because I'm a United fan, but I thought like he can't doubt his talent. Like as I said, he's not a technically brilliant footballer. He's, um, I, I think I'd probably say he's, he's, he's not in the world class bracket, but I think he's in the bracket below. Yeah, I think he's near the top of that below bracket. Um, but... And I think he's he's the one injury he didn't want. Like look look at your win percentages without him in the team. It is it's so ridiculous. so much lower. Do you he, think he's, he's going to be a big? He's set to miss five games as it yeah. stands. Uh, so do you think he's going to be a massive massive miss? Well, he's obviously going to be a massive miss. But um, what what's your sort of what where what's the way forward? Do you think in your eyes? Uh, I understand what Klopp's done so far. We're still. Trial and Henderson at centre back to keep the experience there. I mean, you've seen that the way that's affected your midfield. You've had Henderson playing centre half. The midfield's really suffered because I know I've been very outspoken about Thiago and a bit like it's no secret what I think of him. But I think maybe the fact he's playing a bit deeper has, has definitely hindered his time at Liverpool because he's he's not getting the chance to um, you know play in his favourite <laughs> role. And I think now he's now more than ever he's going to be getting further and further and further back. So I well, think that's that's going to be a massive hit as well. Well, for example, I, I'm a massive fan of, of Genie Wijnaldum. I, I've always, I've said for two, three years now, Genie Wijnaldum is by far the most underrated midfielder in the entire Premier League. 
And at the moment, he's playing number six role. Recently, he's, though, he's, been, he's not been great recently. No, exactly. I think he's got like one successful tackle in like the last like six games on defending against, mate, against Everton. He was shocking. He had a shocking game against Everton. I, I understand with Ginny Wijnaldum. I, I don't think there's any player in our squad who ever plays more minutes in a season than Ginny Wijnaldum. And I understand that, and especially more than ever now we've got because we, you know, we've got half a squad. Yeah. But, um, I'm not going to pinpoint the blame because number six role isn't, isn't his role. Hmm. It's not his role. Uh, it's not Thiago's role. You won't see the best out of Thiago, for example, until next season when you play Henderson and Fabinho back in midfield. Then you'll see the best yeah. of that midfield. Um, but the next couple of games are going to be massive. But if I, if I was Jürgen personally, I, I, I will back whatever decision he makes with team selection. It's not my team, it's his. Yeah. Um... I would gamble with playing two centre-backs, even though Fab, uh, Fab's is meant to be back for the weekend. Because Jota, Naby Keita and Fabinho are all in full, full training this week. Hmm. Um, I I would play Fabs if he's fit. But I'd take that gamble. I'd play Kabak at centre-back, even next to Davis or Nat Phillips, because Nat Phillips is a very good centre-half. Um, he's, he's just not he's a clock centre-half. He's not he's a, a shit-out centre-half. centre-half. He's, he's, he's played... ball-playing centre-half. He's, right, there's a ball Rose there. Ed. Rose edit. Yeah, he's an old-fashioned centre-half. I think, I to be fair, right, I've said this before, um... I, I don't think Nat Phillips is brilliant. I think he'd get in four or five teams near the bottom of the league. He's a Crystal Palace centre back, is yeah, what he is. Yeah, he, he does a job, doesn't he? Um, I don't think he, he he's. There's been games this season where he's just he's just too rash. That's I think he's just too rash. He's got he sort of where some centre halves will be like, right, I'm not going to jump in. I'm not going to make that tackle. It'll be like, right, ball, bang, dead. Um, I like him for that. <laughs> and then Reese Williams is. Reese Williams needs time. Yeah, he's, he's young. You can't give the lad. He is at a lot. I mean, he Jesus Christ, he's more, younger than all of us. Which, you know, he's had more positives and negatives this season. Reese Williams, he really has. He had more positives. The only game that really ruined him was I felt like he got a bit too passionate in the FA Cup game against him. He, he got to him too much. He wanted to win everything and was a bit. It's was a, a bit tough, tough game for him to go into, mate. I mean, Jesus Christ. It, it is. What, how old is he? 18, 19? Yes. And he was on one of Kidderminster Harriers. I was going to say, he was year. playing in non-league last season. To go from non-league yes. to playing for Liverpool, it's a massive, massive jump. And Nat um, Phillips is, um, I'm pretty sure, I'll double-check this after, Nat Phillips, I'm pretty sure, has the highest aerial win percentage in the, in the top five leagues surprise in me. It wouldn't surprise me, mate. wouldn't surprise me at all. But I, I think it's worth taking the clock now, you know, a couple of bad results. You know, Leipzig would have been a bad, would have been a nil-nil if it wasn't for the goals. I know we played very well against Leipzig, but the goals were gifted to us. We played well, but the goals were gifted to us. Doesn't matter they're going there, mate, does it? No, not when you're a badge patch, especially, mate. Um, yeah, um... Sheffield United away Sunday, I would play... I, I, I'd keep the back four, but put a centre-back next to Cabak. Exactly how it finished against Everton. But Fab's back in midfield. Naby Keita has to play. Naby Keita is what we've been missing for months now. But but is he? Because what's he like? What does he? he, he what does he give to the team? Fuck off. That players like Wijnaldum, Thiago don't move forward. You know they 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 can't give. What does what does Keita give? Because I mean, I'm this isn't coming from a, a bias point of view, but in the time he's been at Liverpool, I've not seen him really do you, anything. You you watch the games he's actually played. The, pro- the biggest problem Naby Keita, the frustration I get is his injury record. And that's where everyone has to say because he comes in, plays a couple of games, he's out again. But in the games he does play, 
played this season. We've scored more goals than Naby Keita in the team this season without him. Yeah. Because he is the only midfielder we have that will take the ball from D, feel comfortable enough to drive through midfield with the ball on his own and drive past defenders. And that is massive for our team because Thiago, he can't do that, but he can't do that all the time. He's not, he's not the quickest player in the world, Thiago, in terms of speed. Like his passing game is second chase, but he's one of the best passers in the league. That's not his job to glide past the midfielders and go in the opposition box. Same as Henderson or Fabinho when he goes back. They're not, it's not their role. Mm. Wijnaldum's not that role. He, Wijnaldum is just the biggest workhorse in the league. You, you're getting past me. That's my ball. I'll play it back to somebody else. That's all he's there for. Mm. So we, um, we, he needs to play. He needs to play. We spoke a lot about Liverpool playing poorly and playing badly, but I mean, let's not take anything away from Everton, who I think really, really turned up against uh, against you. Perfect game plan. Played really yeah, well. Um, I was very happy with the way we, we played that game. Yeah, I mean, how can you not be? Gilfie Sigurdsson rejuvenated uh, this season. He, he, he doesn't love Gilf. He I mean, rejuvenated this season. Like, that's I'm, why, not... why Mum's going to Iceland. Just, just he, to he's out. He's out he for Rodriguez this season, in my opinion. We, mm. yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you, mate. We've not seen, we've not seen this Gilfie Sigurdsson for two, three years. No, um, 2017 Gilfie Sigurdsson, Swansea City Gilfie Sigurdsson. Exactly, he's been class. And again, think, uh, sorry, go on, Tess. And I think what's helped them with that is the fact that Hammers has come in because anything's so, out. Hammers, I've got to improve my game now. I can't just. Expect to play every game now. Yeah, definitely. Which, it's, you know, it's, again, I've I've mentioned Luke Shaw before, but he's another one that's the same with him. You know, yeah, we've signed Alex Tellers, and and Luke Shaw's just gone whoop right back up to top form. Sometimes it's all it takes is just deciding to come in and put a bit of pressure on you. Yeah, um, and it'll raise your game again. That game, uh, Jordan Pickford played an absolute blinder. I think he was had a fantastic game. My little T Rex superstar. This is what frustrates me the most. As bad as we played. And 100% everything deserved the three points. So I have an issue with that. I said they're in after the game. They deserve to win that game. Yeah. But on another day, when our forward three firing, we still, this is a problem I've had this season. There's so many games we've had decision making situations where we can still win a game if we're doing bad. And that was one of them. I still, th- we probably still had better chances in that game than Everton. We, we probably had more chances in the opposition box than Everton. Um, and that could be a different result. Yeah, we didn't deserve it. There's, it there's two more things I want to touch on from that game. I'll go to the the less obvious first. Um, where where are you sort of with Roberto Firmino at this point? He, he needs to move further back. He, I I will always have total respect for what he's done, Firmino, because he has been the epitome of our structure. He he was our he was our style of play. Yeah, there's no. Years. I mean, he's he was vitally important to that front three. But I mean, like the last two years, he can't hit the broad side of a bus with a banjo. I I, I think the last season debate was was a bit out of order with some a lot of the points he won us last year away from home. He won us so many points away from home. Yeah, he he, he was he was very influential, but he's a striker at the end of the day. I know your yeah. goals come from out wide. You know, Salah, Mane. It wasn't the issue with goals for had last year because, you know, his level of play was still there with the way he played. He was still linking everything together. This year, it's a bit... I think because the goal had dried up, he's a bit more reluctant to go back and start from deeper again. He wants to be in there. and I, yeah. I, I think he's the worst confident striker in the entire league. Uh, he definitely looks like a confidence player. I mean, but then again, saying that, you look at the assist he got against Leicester. 
that nice little roulette sort of thing. Pretty good. But then let's go back to the, the United game and uh, the Newcastle game. And the Burnley... No, we didn't play the Burnley game. The Newcastle game. And I think it was a Southampton game as well. Yes. Four or five chances in each of them games. And he's just hitting it with custard. Like, it's just rolling to the keeper. We had he's two sna- chances in the derby. Exactly, yeah. Just and it's, it, like, he's snatching at him. He's snatching. It's so frustrating. Like, three years ago, Firmino buries all those chances. Well, he had that mm. season where he got, like, 30-odd goals, didn't he? But it's not just him all yeah. putting the blame so on. Like, I, still, I still understand he brings a lot to our system, Firmino. He's but a centre-attacking not- midfielder, Firmino. He's not a striker. Yeah. Yeah, and, and for me, mate, it's not just him the blame can be pointed on as well. Oh, Mane's, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Mane's another one this season as well. Mane has gone... He showed bits of brilliance at times and he scored a few nice goals. And you know, I think he's just hit over 10 goals in all comps, which is not too bad. But for the for someone of his standards and for his level, who, who we deem as... Sadio Mane's probably been the best left winger in the world for two, three years. Yeah. He has dropped off massively this season. Yeah, yeah. No. Um. The other point I wanted to make as well. This is this was the big talking point from the game. Um. I know it's coming. The, the penalty decision towards the end. Um. It was a bit of a strange one. It was a bit of a strange one in my eyes. I think. I think it was a penalty. I do think it was a penalty. I think it was harsh. I do think it was a penalty. Um. The the, the one that sort of confused me a little bit was the the VAR that followed it. But they, um, it, it was like five seconds. Like, yeah, no, they, 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 re- they revealed looked the at it and was like, before. "Yeah, cool." No, they revealed they revealed the, v- the VAR check. VAR check was a penalty. No, it wasn't through the offside because Richardson was offside in the build-up. It was nothing to do with that. They wanted to check on VAR if it was a red card or not. They were contemplating sending Trent off, sending Trent off for that. I mean, if you're going to send David Luiz, like, uh, like just just firstly, it won't, I don't think it was a red card. That a red card for that would have been ridiculous. Oh yeah, apparently that would have been ridiculous. Oh wait, 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 mate. I think the way I think, like, look, if if Calvert Lewin got round Robertson, then he scores, doesn't he? I think I think that's why it's been given. Yeah, I mean, because Alisson doesn't hold on to the ball and he parries it, and it's still he can still go on and bury it in. That's why it's been given. Whether it's accidental or not, a goal scoring opportunity. I know, I know why it's been given. Do I think Dom can go round him? Yeah. Do I think Dom is the one who instigates the contact? Yes. Possibly, but I think if you look at it, he does have his eyes on the ball. He has he's constantly v- eyes on the ball. He's V-triggered in the head. If he, if he then... goes round him, he scores. So realistically, he's got no real reason to go down. Yeah. Oh, do you um, know he could have put it wide? I'm just playing devil's advocate here, mate. I, like, I do think it was a penalty. I think it was incredibly harsh. A red card would have been ridiculous. Mm. But I wouldn't have been pissed off if a red card was given simply because of the fact that does show a little bit of consistency. You look at the Bednarek tackle, you look at the David Luiz tackle a few weeks yeah, ago. You say it's that, very though, similar to I, that sort of thing where it's an I accidental contact. Consistency of shit. No, I'd rather but, have no consistency than the shit and then consistency of shit. Like, so are you saying you don't think it was a penalty? I, I think it's very harsh. And I also think the Bedrock and the David Luiz both were penalties going back to those situations. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't think they were penalties. Well, no, actually, no. No, I think they... The, the, the Martial no, one, the Bedner one... The Martial was a penalty. That yeah, that was a dive. That was a dive, yeah. The David Luiz one... David Luiz one, I think, was a penalty. There was contact, he went down, he stopped the goal-scoring opportunity. I think it's the same sort of principle with this Calvert-Lewitt one. Um, he, again, if he gets the ball, he puts it in, he scores. He's, you know... Um, Alexander Arnold slid in from the back of him. He's not touched him when he slid in, but he's in that position. He's put himself in that position 
and there's been contact, it stopped the goal scoring opportunity. So I think you probably don't really have yeah, much of an argument when you say either, it's not so... a penalty. I just, I just think of the most, like, it just, it's just hard. Don't go wrong, it was lucky it didn't change the, you know, I, I say it didn't change the result of the game because you never know. We could have got a last minute equaliser for all I know because, you know, Bib was on the pitch. Mate, mate, um, you could you could still be on that pitch now. I wouldn't saw score, mate. We'd have all Michael, the ball. Because Michael Keane is good. We'd have all the ball, all the chances, and we still wouldn't score. Because that is us at the moment. Yeah. And it, it sounds horrible. A lot of football fans that go, oh, it's not going to come back. It's not going to come. Of course it's going to come back. It's a bad spell. It might not be till next season, but this is not going to last forever. Just get over it and move on. Happens, Every single week, happens, watch the team, support them. Yeah, do I feel numb coming out of games? I don't really feel anything. Yeah, because, it, you know, it's horrible. But for all I know, we could, we could go and win every game between now and the end of the season. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I can't control it. We're going to be Sheffield tonight 7 0 on Sunday, for all I know. It'll call click again. Everything could be on all fire and all cylinders. Maybe it's a strange season, mate. But I think I do think the Jordan Henderson mess is going to be massive for you. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, top four's done. We're out of the top four race. I disagree. I disagree. A West Five Ham are in it, mate. Anything can happen. Five um, points off with the amount of games left, and we're in the worst run of form of any team in the league. All much. it takes, oh, mate, all it takes is a couple of losses. I did see a man start today, though. From the since the first of January, you're seventeenth in the league. Yep, and you'll see another mad start as well. Go on, Nat, Nat Phillips and Kabak is our eighteenth centre back partnership in the season. That's that's craziness. That that's craziness. Um, if they were, if Henderson would have lost till half time, it would have been our joint second high or joint highest longest in a row. Even our joint highest longest streak. Of centre back partnerships of three and a half games. Wow, wow, that's mental. And um, people go, I just the whole Carragher thing at the moment, where everyone's going, oh, Carragher thinks I would have all Labour on Van, and the little fans aren't just Labour on Van Dyke. This is across the whole team. We have been hit so hard. It's been on top. We've had the injury record. We've had more decisions go against the VAR this season than any team put together last season, which is just an insane stat with eleven. And the fact of, and then things haven't been clicking up front. It couldn't, the worst thing in the world. Well, no, because you do that, you call to Liverpool, but then when it goes to every round, you're not, you don't, you're not willing to admit where you're wrong. This is a problem with United and Everton fans, not willing to admit when they're wrong. You called us Liverpool, but then you won't admit the shit that we've had this season with decisions. Newcastle away, Darlow grabs Marnie by the leg and stops him from scoring. Southampton away, we're playing against two goalkeepers. Brighton away, Danny Welbeck gets minimal contact, takes three steps and then goes down to the floor. Goodison away, the most clear onside in the world. Oh, come on, man, that's offside, behave yourself. So that's what, three, six, nine, that's 12 points. That's 12 more, well, well no, te- well, take with a draw and some of those. Probably about nine more, eight or nine more points than what we've got now. Yeah, I mean, listen, there's no doubt that you've had the shit end of VAR sometimes. Sometimes. Every game. So it's every club. But yeah, who hasn't? Yeah. Who hasn't? No one this season. Look at look at our game against Sheffield United, mate. Harry Maguire's goal disallowed. Their first goal stood. The referees after the game have admitted both of them decisions were wrong. There's been plenty and plenty of games this season. We've had goals disallowed. We've had there's been all sorts. You know, it's not just it's not exclusively no, Liverpool I, I know, are getting no, the shit end of our. It's not exclusively, mate. But nobody has the more continuous of uh, shit this season than us. I mean, look at us, for instance. Fucking Van Dijk, fucking scissor kicks Pickford's knee, and then Pickford's the bad guy. <laughs> you, you, know, look at Houston, you look at United in the West Brom game, for example. 
clear Stonewall penalty at one end, a foul on the West Brom guy. You're on the other end, get a dubious handball decision. One's given and one isn't. I won't tell you which one. What, the penalty against West Brom? What was that? Well, West Brom were in your box and he got he got swiped out. The ref gave the penalty, went to VAR, didn't give it. A minute later, he went on the other end of the pitch. It was a dodgy hand ball and it was given. Because it wasn't given, was it? Because it was overruled. No, United got the penalty. West Brom didn't get theirs. 100%. I remember watching me and Dylan watching it the No, United United took the penalty and scored to go 1-0 up. Then he got... No, no. Wait, you want about the the reverse No. Oh, yeah, the one that Fernandes had to retake. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, right. Say, okay. Then yeah, okay. Off, and then... yeah, yeah. Not the not the one just got. I was gonna say, I thought you were on about the one last weekend. Oh no, no, that was I can't believe that one either. They weren't even checking if it was offside. They're checking to see if it was a foul or not. I'm going yeah, where's the foul? It's like it's I mean VAR's shocking, hasn't it? Um on the top of United, did any of you watch the United Newcastle game at the weekend? No, you're yeah. so boring. Yeah, I did. Um I, I don't know how you could win in three one. It's refreshing to see. It's nice to see. You know, we're, we're not playing games particularly well. Our midfield was sort of hit with a few injuries. Um, it was nice so Welsh, by the see Dan James on the team. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's nice. Um, I'll just say first, it was nice to see United actually grinding out wins, which is something we haven't done for a long time. This season, it seems like a lot of games that we've been playing poorly, we've still been coming away with like 2-1, 3-0, 2 nil wins. I wouldn't say you're to poor. I, I don't think we were at our best at all. <laughs> I just felt more on the other hand. I don't think it's because you weren't at your best or you were poor. I thought you were okay and good at times. I just felt a bit horrible on Newcastle because I thought Newcastle played really well. I don't think they deserved to lose that game. No, I agree with you. I think, I think Newcastle had a, uh, a really good game. Um, but yeah, Dan James, how good is it to see three Welsh fans just before the Euros are starting? He's got three goals and one assist in three games. Yeah. At the minute, um, it feels like every time he's getting on the pitch, he's scoring. Yeah. It's a good sight. I, when I watched say. it, though, I wasn't happy with his performance in the first half. Yeah, I don't think he had a particularly good game against Newcastle. But I don't think he had Dan- a bad game. He, he's, he's, it's, I think the thing with Dan James at the minute is just a bit of in, like, inexperience. He's ready salted, mate. That's what he is. He's ready salted. <laughs> you know exactly what he's going to do, and it's whether you can stop him or not. He's ready salted. He's got one. He's, you know, he's a great option because of the pace. You can't buy him at time of pace. You ever have it, you don't. But he's you, a good fashion winger, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. But this rate makes all the Wales fans for Euros. As it stands, Gareth Bale would not be in my squad for Euros. Mate, but get, Bale's been playing well for Spurs recently. Last couple of games. Last couple of games, he's, had, he's been playing well. One game, he played well. No, he played well oh, in, the, in the Europa League. He played well yeah, exactly. Second I'm, 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 I'm not classing playing well in Europa League because of the 10-pot competition. It's a game though, isn't it, mate? Well, 10-pot, you'll be here next season. Yeah, I, I'd rather not be. I'd rather finish no Europe in Europa League. Um... So let's let's sorry just to just to move away from that. Let's let's talk about Newcastle for a second. Do you see them going down this season? Yes. No. I you know I it wouldn't surprise me if they did go down. It wouldn't surprise me, but I don't think they will. I think they will because I genuinely think Scotty Parker isn't a turn around for Fulham. They're in really good form, Fulham. The thing my concern with Newcastle is all right, granted, against us, they played really well. They defended well, they attacked well. The only the only problem with them is where do the goals come from? Don't Callum know. Wilson's out injured. He's out till, yeah. what, April? That's the, thing April, that that's, six, that's, the one, that's the one reason why I think they'll stay up, because Callum Wilson will come back and score goals, important goals. But, mate, he's going to come back with, like, f- six games left in the season. Damage could be done by then. If Fulham keep winning... No. Um, yeah, at, the, the at the moment, they've got to rely on Andy Cowell and fucking Goal Linton. Fulham aren't the issue. Fulham will stay up as well, in my opinion. 
Well, who else goes down then? Sheffield go down. I think that's already dead set. Yeah. So, West, you know, Brom. West Brom will go down. Because Big Sam will finally not be able to get away with it. Uh-huh. Who's the other it's one? tough for the other one. It's so tough. Um, I reckon they just start picking up points. I think Brighton have got a shot of going down. Brighton are the one I worry about. I mean, well, but again, Brighton last night played really well. It was a Palace smash and grab last night. But let's, oh, look, yeah, at Fulham's, let's look at Fulham's last five results. It's, it, um... They lost 2-0 to Leicester, drew 0-0 West Ham, beat Everton 2-0, drew 1-1 with Burnley and beat Sheffield United 1-0. For a team in a relegation battle, impressive. that's really, really good form. It's not a bad, it's not a bad win of form. Um, and then and when, Newcastle, they, when they played us, they absolutely demolished us at all. Newcastle, on team. the flip side. Yeah, but Fulham have their run of form now. Have they already had it? Mate, it's, I think they're I think they're banging it. I thought Josh Madger looks like he's been a good signing for him. Newcastle two 0 against Everton. They lost two one to Palace. Beat Southampton two 0 Lost two 0 to Chelsea. Lost three one to United. All right, granted, they've a pretty <laughs> difficult run. That I, I do um, like the two teams that you mentioned that both beat Everton at home two 0 Yeah, but it's all right because Everton won at home two 0 But plus Newcastle um, have got a guy who is good enough to play for a top six team in the league who can drag them to results. We're talking about um, Isaac Hayden. <laughs> and John Joe yep. Shelby is a quality Saint, player. Saint Maximin, I think it's a strange one with him because, like, he's fantastic. Yeah, he's really inconsistent. He just needs a bit of work with end product. Yeah, like is, the yeah. goal like he scored against us was a corker. Great, great, goal. but that's only his second goal of the season, so the goals aren't going to come from him. Almiron doesn't score a lot. Uh, Joe Linton, I don't even really know less, what he is. Less said about him the better. If, um, they, if they gamble on playing Dwight Gale, Linton. if they gamble on playing Dwight Gale, that's what I was going to say. I think Dwight Gale might be the answer for him because he does get goals, doesn't he? Like he yeah, only Maxima, in the championship. I don't think Saint Maxima being the issue they're in now. If they haven't missed Jamal Lascelles and Maxman for the last what two, three months due to COVID and injuries, they haven't played in so long. Is he's a good centre back? He is Jamal Lascelles. Jamal Lascelles is he's very a very good, good centre back. He's all right. Yeah, he's he's. He's a bit rash sometimes. I think he's a bit mental, but I like solid, that. He? I like Cher. I think Cher's decent. Um, I think Cher, yeah, yeah. In terms of Brighton, I don't see I don't see Brighton going down. Brighton remind me of Fulham. Brighton are playing decent football, mate. Um, so that's that's what I'm saying. That's why they remind me of Fulham. As I one said, those, that one that loss last night um, was their first since the 13th of January in the league. Yeah, but how many how many wins have they got in that time, Brighton? One, two, three, three. It's not bad. It's One not of bad which is all, against the Premier League champions. Well, um, not bad this sorry, season. Sorry, George. Sorry, and sorry, one don't. was against Spurs. Again, not yes. So, I think the thing, right, with Spurs, uh, not Spurs, sorry, I th- with Brighton, I think if Brighton get. A twenty goal a season striker, uh, not twenty, ten, fifteen goal a season striker because Malpay is not going to get you fifteen goals. They go well back. Yeah, if they get a fifteen goal a season striker, I think they'll finish top fifteen. I really, I, I really like Brighton. I think Brighton look a, a decent side, I decent defense. Most previous five positions. <laughs> um, I do like Brighton. Bright, Brighton played great football. Graham Potter is a good manager. But I just don't think he's ever going to have the right quality of players to play the way he wants to and get away with it. Cardiff were the same years back when Neil Warner. They went down playing nice football, Cardiff. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, it doesn't always pay off, unfortunately. It I, should I, do, but it seems like Burnley get away with it. It's just, it frustrates me. I think Fulham... I, I do think Fulham might go down. <sighs> but it wouldn't surprise me if Newcastle went down and Fulham stayed up. Um, Newcastle have been riding their luck now for a couple of seasons. Yeah. And no, I won't know. They're going to go down eventually, I think. Unless Mike Ashley decides to sell. Because it like let's be honest, a team, like, fucking money. a team like Newcastle deserve to be they deserve to be where they, should, they should be yes. fighting for Europe. hundred percent should be they fighting should be. The, the the fan base they've got, the crowd the crowds they can pull, the stadium they've got, the history that club has got, you know, you know it, it, it it's just baffling to me that how much they've fallen away. It's, I think it's the ownership of the problem there, mate. They're not oh, investing yes, massive, enough money into the club. The money they do invest into the club, they shit at the wall on Joe Linton. Um, <laughs> hey. Uh, another thing that I wanted to mention to you guys this week, there's a bit of a viral video going around uh, this morning, actually. It was released this morning. Um, have you have you seen this video of what happened in Mexico? No. no. Okay, so essentially, last night, game in Mexico... Um, this this team are running through on goal. They have a shot. The keeper saves it. It's parried out to the striker. The striker shoots open goal, blocked by a defender. Comes back out to another defender, another player who's got an open goal. He shoots, but the keeper, uh, the, the referee, runs in front of the ball and blocks it, and it goes out of play. Like, firstly, it's it's awful positioning from the referee. Like, it's really bad positioning. Um, go look it up. It's on it's on Sky Sports his uh, Instagram. Um. It's awful positioning from the referee. But what would you do in that situation? What would, what do you think? Not the ref. No, like as as a referee, you oh. just run, you've run in the way and blocked a, a a very clear goal scoring opportunity. I mean, well, by the way, what, what they do now, don't they? Yeah, it's a drop ball. But do you think you've shortchanged them a little bit with a drop ball? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, then how do you? Needed, wouldn't you? Yeah, but how do you punish it? There's no way of doing that fairly though. Because for all we know, that other shot could have been blocked again or saved. So it's a, you don't give a penalty because that's too harsh. Indirect free kick? That's the only way you can do it. That's, I want to say that's probably option. what I would have said, an indirect yeah. free kick. Um, but, oh, God, you'd be fuming, wouldn't you? Oh, you'd be devastated. I wouldn't play again, probably. <laughs> yeah, the awful position for them. Like, a referee should never, ever enter the box. No. Ever. Referee should never be ahead of play. That's, that's a red zone, that, for a referee, unless there's a penalty. And you'd go in there to, you know, put the ball down and tell the goalkeeper to not be a knobhead. It's a red zone for a ref. They should never, ever enter the box. No. Um, yeah, but oh, watch it, though. It's awful. It's, it's, it's so bad, it's comical. While we're on the topic of that, Kieran, I'll, I'll come to you first. You're the worst referee decision you've seen of all time. Of all time? Pre-VAR. Pre-VAR. Because that's every week at the moment. Something Robin really Van Persie's red card against uh, Barcelona for Arsenal. When he, when he the whistle goes late and he's only gone for a shot. He's shot. The whistle's blown. <sighs> he is in the new camp, right? I've been to the new camp. It's huge, right? Very nice. It's really loud. Okay. What was it? Semi-final? Uh, no, it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been semi-final. Was it quarter-final? It would have been um, a quarter-final. Group stage, probably. Qualifiers. Arsenal would have won that fixture had Van Persie not got sent off. Um, the red card ruined the game. The red card ruined the fixture. 
it was the worst. Uh, it was it was the worst refereeing decision I've seen. That or Nani's red card against Real Madrid uh, in Strikes Ferguson's last season. Because I'll take this to the grave. Didn't have that red card. We won the Champions League that season. Take it to the grave. Go on, Darren. What, what is your worst one of all time you've seen, Darren? I got a fight. I got one in my head that I thought you might have gone with straight away for Wrexham. I've got one from the fucking Middlesbrough derby. Go on. Oh, he loves this one. Dirk Kite. When he's literally like six feet in the air, fucking stud showing the Phil Neville, and it's not even a bucking. Because he got out of the way, the ref went, I oh, haven't touched him, it's fine. Another one, I don't, I, it may be referee decision, but it's a linesman decision, and for me, it is quite funny. Lampard disallowed goal in the World Cup with Germany. Oh, that oh, was that was because cool. cool. anybody awful, could see that one over the line. It's so far over. It's that so far really over the line. It's ridiculous, but it is really funny. That was really bad. That one. Because I honestly think that if that goal goes in, England might have a chance of going through. Because then what? It's two two. Was it? No, that Again. would have made it two one, wouldn't it? No, it, it was already two one. It would have made it two two. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. No, that was a, that was a poor one. Um, but again, really funny. George. In terms of actually, like, like by the book, the worst one I've seen is the beach ball in South Liverpool. <laughs> by the book. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, I forgot it, about it, that one. It, it, it is hilarious looking back at it now, but by the book, it should have been disallowed. So it's poor refereeing. Mm. And other than that, that whole incident you had with Spurs. Oh, um, yeah, 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 where yeah, the, yeah. Where the ball was put down. And it like got tapped back to keep it to take it, and Nanny took it and scored, didn't he? And the ref was like, "Play on, play on." It's like, no, ref, 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 no. What was the one for Wrexham? Are you on about uh, the ghost goal where it went through oh, yeah. the net? Oh, oh yeah. we've seen a few of them though. We've seen a few of them. Or when the the lap playoffs last year, when their own defender or the year before, sorry, their own defender clapped their own goalkeeper, and the goal went disallowed. Another one, uh, another one that springs to mind straight away, uh, and this will piss off our Irish uh, viewers. Um, <laughs> I know it's coming. Yeah, the, the Thierry Henry handball. He went on, he came out and blatantly said afterwards that yeah, he did handball it. Yeah, that was that. But was can we one. all can we all be in agreement of the worst single-handed referee performance of all time? Chelsea versus Barcelona at the at Stamford Bridge. Well, when I show these five penalties, it is the worst single display of refereeing in one game. I remember game of that magnitude ever. I remember when Drogba started mouthing off at the final whistle. Can you it's a It's a fucking distress. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Mantle. I don't he like Chelsea. Was fuming. I don't like Chelsea. Not many people do. Right, right. So. Yeah, I, I, I get it. But that was so. Oh, it was so awful. Blatantly so obvious and match fixing. Yeah, it's unreal, mate. Absolutely unreal. UA for loner at the time, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, yeah, that was bad. So, I'll I'll flip a question on you guys now. Um, to end the episode, I was doing some thinking last night. Whoa, I had Sky Sports dangerous. News. I know, dangerous. I know. Yeah, I had Sky Sports News, and I was doing a bit of thinking. Um, and they mentioned a little player that used to play for United, and um, he goes by the name of Jason Park. Got me thinking. Love Jason Park. In your eyes, past or present, who is? The most underrated footballer that that springs to mind. What's um, to play for our clubs or just in general? We'll do to play for your clubs, and then we'll do just 
all round, and then, and then we'll flip it. You, no, in fact, no, 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 we'll just do we'll just do all round, and then we'll flip it, and then we'll do overrated. Um, so we'll start with what? George. Who do you think is the almost underrated football Premier League footballer? I know who I would have gone with from my own club as well, but I don't think he's the most underrated ever. I, well, it doesn't like just just chuck some names at us. Uh, for, for Liverpool point of view, Dirk Cout was severely underrated. He was like the Jason Park for us. Rick. Yeah, he was the man for the occasion, workhorse, not technically gifted, but eleven out of ten every game for effort. Yeah, and but in general, you know, just for the the fact of how many. You know what? I don't even care. I'm gonna say I don't care if it's biased because I, I what he's done everywhere he's been. I'm gonna say James Milner. I don't I because the longevity of his career as well. Gareth Barry was a close one. Oh, do you Barry then? <sighs> Barry was very underrated. Um, there's I'm gonna say he, he's a big name, but he doesn't get mentioned enough. Dimitar Berbatov, yeah, I think Berbatov he doesn't was... get mentioned enough because he was yeah. he wasn't labeled as like an out and out, you know, he was he was a lazy striker, but again, which he's is still strange. Still important goals. It's very strange yeah. to someone of his calibre as well to not get labelled enough because when you're that skillful, they're the usual ones that everyone raves about rather than your, you know, your Milners and your Barrys. They don't really do a lot. They sort of run around for 90 minutes doing everything. Yeah. There's yeah. no one for me that I thought was a very good player. Clint Dempsey. That's not a bad show. He didn't get mentioned enough. I think he was a really good player for Solid, solid football. He's a very good player. Um, I think mine... I mean... I, I probably would have to say someone like Jason Park or Olivier yeah. Giroud. 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 Can, can we, can we decide on that as a, clip, as, as, a, as a group one? Can we decide on that as a whole? As between all three of us, we agree. Olivier I mean, Giroud is the most underrated striker. He's, what, he's, what, is he seven goals off France's all-time top goal scorer? He's played for Arsenal. He's played for Chelsea. He's a I really, mean, really... He's Chelsea's best striker. You think, right, yeah, when agreed. these grandkids go and say, oh, can you watch some of your greatest goals? And show some of goals. They're going to think he was like fucking Ronaldo. He scored, he scored some. He scored some peaches. Arsenal the now know what, they've, what they have. Now he's gone. Yeah. And it's their own fault the way they treated him at the back end. I have no sympathy for him. Yeah. No um, sympathy at all. Okay, so let's flip that on overrated. Are we talking most overrated as in... So, oh, actually, sorry. Just, just one more for underrated. Wayne Rooney. Yeah. No, yeah. I get it. Wayne Rooney yeah. never gets spoken about as one of the best players. I, I get play that it. argument because everyone knows how good he is, but it doesn't get spoken about enough. Peter Crouch. Um, I agree. Yeah. Wayne Rooney, the stats that man put up. It's just, the, the only reason he doesn't get spoken about as one of the best strikers to play in the league is because he wasn't a 25-goal-a-season striker. He would sacrifice goal scoring for the good of the team. He was always in a partnership, and he was never the main striker. No. Absolutely uh, irritates me. So much. I'm um, going to hurt a lot of people. Go on, let's, let's go overrated, George. Are you, uh... We're talking about overrated whilst they're in the Premier League. I know, I know what he's going to say. Yeah. Eden Hazard. Or I say shadow of a doubt. I, I, I can't agree with that, mate. I think Eden Hazard I, and I'll give you my, I do, my, I do Jesse I, Hazard. I'll, I'll give you my reasoning. Do I think Hazard was good? Yeah. Do I think Hazard was world class at times? At times, yes. Do I think he was consistently the best player in the league across a full season? Nope. Never. He had that one season, didn't he, where he got like four goals, but No, but I was most Hazard never went on a massive tear of goals. He played well for a month and then die off for a month. You know, we've we've got wingers in the Premier League now who don't get talked about like Eden Hazard, who are better. Sterling, Mane, Salah, 
uh, what's his name? Mares. Richarlison. Rashford at the moment because he's playing on the wing. Rashford is better, you know. These are players who are better. But because Eden Hazard, he played for Chelsea and, and now he's gone to Madrid, he's proven what he is now at Madrid. Yeah, he's, he's not nothing, great from, is he? I'm not saying he's, he's never been world. Else. I'm never saying at any point that he's not been world class, but a lot of people label him as the greatest Premier League winger of all time. It is just beyond me. It is so far fetched. Yeah, I can't disagree. Um, mine's going to irritate you, George. Go on. Um, Jamie Carragher, I think, was massively overrated. Um, people label him as the greatest centre back of Liverpool's history. I agree with that, but again, it's longevity. You can't be you can't be shit and play that many games. No, I he wasn't agree. great though. He wasn't great. I agree. I'm not saying I'm not saying <laughs> he wasn't a good player, but I think the way he's talked about Sammy Huppier, shit on Carrick. Sammy, Sammy <laughs> Daniel Agger, Daniel Agger, even Skirtle were better oh, footballers. I forgot about the underrated one. I should have put Sammy Huppier in there. So your Sammy Huppier is a good shout for it. Um, yeah, I think um I'm annoyed now. I think I think David De Gea as well could possibly come under the overrated bracket. Um It's a tough one, De Gea. Because I mean, don't get me wrong, there was a point where he was the best keeper in the world. No yeah. arguments. No arguments. But yeah, it was all between him and Neuer, wasn't it? Two years. Last sort of two years it's been it's been it's been like that for De Gea. It's been up and down. But I I think I think I'd I'd maybe put De Gea in there. Who would you uh, who would you lean towards in the overrated argument? Steven Gerrard. Whoa. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. George, calm down with me, kill me. I'm joking with that. I, I was right. about to quit the podcast. All right. I was I was I was worried for our Twitter. Fuck, hold on. You said that. I'm only joking. For me, Daddy Alley. Okay. That's an interesting one. I agree. I don't think I any don't good. think I don't think he's any good. No, I agree. I think he gets all the hype because he's English. Yeah, it's the way that happens with English players. Don't get me wrong, it's first season. I'll give it to him. He was really good. What's happened since? Yeah, but who's the only person that hypes him up now? Jermaine Genus, because he can't help himself. Jermaine Genus hypes any fucking Tottenham player. Delhi. Davison Sanchez Delhi. is the best centre back in the fucking league. Listen to Jermaine Genus. Oh, God. He's poor at best. <laughs> um, you know? No, Delhi Alley's an interesting one. I, I think Delhi Alley's all right. He's, he's, oh, he's so another one. Ross Barkley. Oh, now you're willing to say it. Now he's left. Darren, is I mean, that just coming from it? I've always, always said Ross Barkley's overrated. Is that I've always said he's overrated. He wins Everton. I never rated him. No, you did to be fair. I didn't think he was any good. You got all these Everton fans saying, oh, he's a bad... No, I always thought he was shit. Mm. He's got a Willardy every 15 games. Well, I didn't do nothing else. It's a fair point, to be fair. I think he's you looking know? all right at uh, Villa at the minute, don't he? Yeah, because it's his level. Like a mid-table <laughs> team. He should have done right to you then, shouldn't he? Shut the fuck up. He won Saturday. One win in 25, well done. Before this breaks out into an all-out brawl. Um, thank you for listening. It's been a lovely that's episode. What, that's what Moss um, Barkley does to you. <laughs> Make sure you check us out on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all that jazz. And we want you to be on our show. So if you want to be part of our show, then get in contact on Facebook, on Twitter. Uh, oh, on... Please, please, if you come on our show, please make sure you're presentable. <laughs> Fuck it, and, you're not, and you're not a Chester fan. Um, <laughs> or email us at 80s. Nope, wrong podcast. Email us at the you're Football right. Bit Podcast. You did, you did this before, weren't you, Ben? <laughs> email us at the Football Bit Podcast. And uh, yeah, let's we'll see if we can get you on. All we need from you is an outrageous football opinion. And 
have no questions for us to discuss. Any parting words, guys? Well, I spilled the <laughs> See you later! Bye!